You probably saw him on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to get an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion. All in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her, so she's on the cover of FHM magazine. I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I've got a on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right. Hello, y'all. It is Thirsty Thursday at the Coach Shaby Show. And, of course, we have an awesome set planned out for you today. We have Matt McChesney here. And... Further, we have Coach JB as always, but I want to get into this. Construction on the Brady Tampa mansion has halted, you guys. Giselle started doing witchcraft to sage her car from remnants of Tom Brady. This is real news. Josh Allen and his teammates religiously puke before games. I don't know if that's a thing. I'll have to ask. South Carolina fans still think Spencer Rattler is the next Tim Tebow. I feel very sorry for you guys. Shaq, or DJ Diesel, revealed his new sexy cut-up body and fired shots at Charles Barkley's retirement bod. Will Levis is questionable for this weekend. And LSU Barstool revealed how soft and sensitive they are when... It comes to Brian Kelly. That's no surprise because he loves Kenny Chesney. So without further ado, let's get this Thirsty Thursday started. Coach JB, come on in here. What's up, Sarah? I got a, I got a hey. confession to make. I do Uh-oh. not like your fucking golf swing. We got to fix My it. My golf swing? We got to fix it on the video. I'm looking at the intro video, and your golf swing is fucking horrendous. We're going to fix it. I'm going to come out. Dude, I have one of the best golf. My freaking. No. My golf not. coach. Thank you very much. Like, I'm a legit no. golfer. No, I'm going to mute you if you don't stop. Me, oh my God. I'm going to bring Pat Perez out there, and we're going to fucking correct your golf swing. And then you're going to tell your guy you're paying that he fucked you. So. <laughs> Without further ado, I appreciate you introducing us. Um, second day in a row. Love the intro. Um, Sarah, before we get into any of this, before my ice melts, do you want to announce that you're going to make a drink because it's Thirsty Fucking Thursday or what? Yes, I need you to help me make this drink. So I've got to keep, I've got all the ingredients to make your special tequila cocktail. All right. But I need you to help me. So all I'm right, going to get over here. All right, you ready? Here, I, I got my shit right here, all right? 
So okay. this is what we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna, gonna do this. right now. We're gonna take this damn. We're gonna take a cup and we're gonna take a piece. We're gonna take a lime. If you don't have a lime, you're already fucked. So we're gonna take a lime and we're gonna cut the lime and we're gonna we're gonna get around the rim here so we can take this lime. I mean this cup and we got some little. Uh, you know, this is a little Mexican shit right here. Lucy knows about this right here. Lucy knows about... I forgot the name of it. Lucy knows. Tequila. Uh, we want Repo, but either one. Okay. So we're going to dip this right here in this little horchata. Or what is it called, Lucy? So we're going to take this shit right here. Bam, I got the little rim. We're going to squeeze this lime in here. Bam. Now we're going to take this ice. We're going to put ice about halfway. Halfway ice. Okay. All right. And then we're going to take your tequila. I just I just add a little bit like I do everything. So I'm going to pour this tequila about halfway. I like to drink. I don't we don't fucking sugarcoat shit around here. We're not going to we're not pussyfooting around. So I got about that's all the tequila in there right there. And then I'm going to take a can of squirt and a can of ginger ale and I'm going to I'm going to half and half this bitch. I'm going to half I'm a half ginger ale the cup and then I'm going to half squirt. Okay. So here I'm going to top it with squirt. Bam. And then, so I got ginger ale and squirt. I got the lime in there. I'm going to squeeze the top of this lime off in there. Bam. And then, if I don't have a spoon, we're just going to mix that bitch up with our finger real quick. Make sure your finger wasn't in a booty hole like we were talking about yesterday. Uh-huh. And bam. I got the little... uh. Whatever that shit's called. What's that shit called, Lucy? Tangerine or whatever that shit is around the edge? I forgot. Tatine, tatine, tatan, whatever the fuck it is. What? I've got my Barbie cup. Tahine. Sarah, you're not fucking blonde. You're brunette, naturally. Let's go. Okay. Oh, that's bomb. That's... That's refreshing. Yeah. Now yeah. you got to try this. Check it out. You stir it up. That's good. That's, That's what I'm like trying to way say. way better than Marg. That's what I'm trying to say. So without further ado, um, we're going to make an announcement here in a second. And then I have... Uh, Let me get you the quote of the day real quick um, before we make this announcement. Quote of the day. Successful people manage their risk without avoiding them. Successful people manage their risk without avoiding them. Too many people are scared to take a fucking risk. Quit being scared. Hey, scared money don't make no money. Make sure you realize that shit and stop being scared, man. You, You miss every shot you don't take. That's for damn sure. So, uh, understand we're going to have a Discord coming soon. If you're not a member, you're not invited. So, become a member today so you can have access to the Discord. The show is growing astronomically. We are actually going to make an announcement. We're the fastest growing sports show, daily show, on YouTube over the last seven days. So, we've gained like, fuck, 4,000 subscribers, 200 members. Um, The views have doubled and tripled in some instances. So much love to Sarah and Mac and everyone behind the scenes and all the guests that come on the show. Matt McChesney, Zach Smith, everyone else that joins it every week. 
Hector, Wido, all the cats that are in the community from day one. Uh, appreciate you guys. Clap it up. So, the show is on the rise, man. So, we appreciate everybody becoming a member and joining that shit. Um, uh, yes, sir. Rob Turner, you better become a member because I think you're a fucking troll. So, you better figure it out and become a member quick so you can fucking make me wrong. I don't care. I'll eat crow, but you, 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 you kind of give me a little... Weirdo fuck vibe, to be honest. Um, and I don't like weirdo fucks. Like, I cut cancer out, motherfucker. So, make sure you become a member. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, without further ado, Sarah, are you ready to get this party cracking? I am. I got to introduce our, our main man because lately we've had threesomes. And I don't know if you know that or not. Me, me you, and Matt McChesney have been having a threesome. So... Um, when you come back on the other side, there he is. Matt McChesney joins uh, Thirsty Thursday. Matt, I don't know if you made a drink, Matt, but we're making drinks over here. No, nah, I'm is not that, a drinker. Is, I haven't is this had a shocker? drink in years, actually. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a drinker. I'm Colorado sober, though. Oh, that's Colorado right. That's right. Smoke. That's right. I apologize. I hate to throw that in your face. Uh, congratulations to you. Um, that is I'm something that, sober. Hey, man, that's something that's not fucking easy. That's I, the best thing to be. Hey, Sarah, Colorado we had the sober, sober coach on here, remember? Smoking. Man, yeah, he rocked the house. Head. He rocked the house. He was a fucking special. He's a, like the world's most famous sober sobriety coach in the world, and he was on the show. He did like two hours with us, man. He was fucking legit. Um, I appreciate everybody joining us. We have an announcement to make, me and Matt ourselves, real quick. Matt is going to be my co-host on the morning show, the wake-up show, here on out, moving forward. Starting on Monday... Matt will be joining me. Me and Matt are going to rock the house. We're going to talk all yeah. things football, show film, break it down. Do the, shit. the morning shows are now going to be the number one show in America. Stay tuned. And now we're going to compete every day because then me and Sarah are still going to do the afternoon show for now. But we may be moving everything in the morning. And then we're going to be doing a guest in the afternoon, which will be a pre-recorded deal, and then we'll launch that later. So we may be doing some things, some big things in the in the in the in the um on the outline, on the outskirts, on the way, coming up. So make sure you stay tuned to everything we're doing. So I appreciate you guys. Um, the chat so, is going wild about your sweater, Matt. You like the dude sweater, right? This is uh, from the Big Lebowski. My man, the dude, Jeff Jeffrey Lebowski. Um, it's, it's, a, it's really comfortable, too. And I make this shit look good. <laughs> this shit right here, this shit looks good, especially on me. Yeah, we, we got one hater, Jared R. He said he didn't know it was ugly sweater day. So I mean, hey, you know, Frank, we got we got the haters. The haters are our biggest fan. You, you gotta have swag to wear this motherfucker. Yeah, he don't. He's probably exactly right. It's probably nah, Deshaun Watson want. in the chat the with dude, the small dick. Jeffrey Lebowski donned this. All right, you either know or you don't. Yeah, they don't know. You heard? <laughs> they just hate. They just hate. You know what I mean? They're just haters. Okay. I I could I could get away rocking Sarah's shit too. I got titties too. Um, well, let me tell you something. If Kansas loses, then you have to wear a Tennessee Speedo if I have to wear a ten or a Kansas <laughs> bikini. Like, that's there the only, like, that's fair trade. That's a big trade. bet, dog. Kansas could absolutely lose this game. Like, No, we're not betting on this game. We bet seven. I bet, th I bet her that Kansas seven wins games. seven games. Oh, seven games. Okay, never mind. Well, if they don't win seven games, then... They're winning seven games. Yeah, I ain't wearing no they're Speedo. Five and oh, right? I ain't wearing no Speedo. They have they have at least two more. I know their schedule's hard, but they're really good. I think they've got... 
they could I think they might be able to compete for the Big Twelve title when it all comes down to it. I agree. Right. I agree. I think the same How cool would that be to get Kansas, Kansas State like both undefeated in conference at the end of the year to play back to back weeks for the title? That would be dope as fuck. We would have to go to that and we would have to be there with Kelly. I mean, look, dog, I I miss I being a Colorado alum, I miss the Big Twelve so bad. I, the bit the Pac-12 is a fucking joke. I miss the Big 12 bad, so I think it would be really cool to have traditional Big 12 teams fighting the way they are right now. Kansas coming back the way they are. Leopold's easily the coach of the year, right? Right? Right. He's the national coach of the year, like, hands fucking down at this point. Um, do you think he stays in Lawrence? Because that, that, I think it would be even cooler for him to just keep his roots and not jump. Me to too. I think so too. And just build that motherfucker, dog. I, I really I think it would be dope if he just stayed there. I, I actually uh, reached out to him. I actually reached out to him, and uh, he is not so eager to leave. I'll leave. I'm not going to put his personal business out there, but he's like, dude, I've done a lot here already. We got a $300 million facility going in here. It, it, is this a better is gig is right now than Nebraska? facility or basketball? Oh, football. no. They're building them a big ass building football, a football facility. facility. They're modernizing that stadium. Yeah. Like, yeah. Matt, let me ask you this before we get into the, the foreplay and talk about the daily happenings here uh, that you're joining oh, us right. for. I like foreplay. What? Yeah, I'm a foreplay guy. I, I don't know if I'm a though. foreplay guy anymore. What? I used to be wow. foreplay. Yeah. I used to be foreplay. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this. Right now, Nebraska is not a better job than KU, in my opinion. I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with you on this. But, yeah, Nebraska's a – it's a – it's a team that is so embedded in the past, and I know this because so is mine. And the new conference that they're in doesn't – I know it looked like a good idea, but it's a it, it's turned out to be a really terrible one. And that job just doesn't have the same kind of allure. Like, it, you have to understand, Nebraska went from dominating an area of the country in a, in a conference, a division – retrospectively over a hundred and some odd years span. I mean, they won the conference one out of every three or four years, they're winning the conference. And every 10 years, they're winning a national title. If you just look at it that way, and they're always playing for them and they're always relevant. And now you're looking at jobs like this and Colorado, Nebraska, they don't have the historical fallback right now. They don't have the rivalries to fall back on. Like, they're trying to rep Indiana last week. It was like a huge win for Nebraska. Like I'm glad they won, I guess, but it's not a fucking huge win. You know, like you can't just make up the kind of stuff that you're supposed to be able to fall back on during hard times. When you're when you're shitty, you're supposed to be able to fall back on your tradition at a college football program to help you through that in the recruiting base and things of that nature. Right now they can't do it. And I agree that Kansas is a better job than fucking Nebraska right now. It's crazy. I can't and believe I'm less, that shit, but, like, but it is. It there's is. less pressure, too. I mean, if and Lance that's, that's leaves, the there's more is, pressure. There's so much pressure on you in Nebraska, and rightly so. I mean, come on. Let, let's be real. Traditionally, you know what they are. Um, but, again, does it come down to – I'm running to the same thing in Boulder. Do you go hire an ex-buff or an ex-husker just because they're buffs and huskers? Or do you have to go outside of the box and, like, I think that it's time to kind of, like, break down that stigma and go after somebody that 
has nothing to do with the university and see if we can start our own tradition and rivalry in that in that regard. And that's what Nebraska needs to do too badly. They need to restart. They just need to hit the restart button and yeah, keep the logo and everything, but start the start the framework over again and see if you can be successful long term in the Big Ten. No doubt. I agree. Um all the trolls are out today. Um let me ask you this. Let me get into the foreplay segment of this. I got to show you this. Uh, have you guys seen this commercial, Sarah? Hey, Jake from State Farm. I want that personal price plan. So how's this for personal? I draw mustaches on players' faces when they're asleep. Mm. Coach Reed, you don't need to get that personal to get the State Farm personal price plan. It helps you create an affordable price just for you. Oh, Coach, it happened again. I think they Mahomes does better commercials than he does playing. But that's oh, just me. You're such a hater. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like that Matt likes Mahomes. Gee, how can hey, you not? He's shitty. Not, I don't like Mahomes because I don't like his like family as far as that goes. Like I feel like that's embarrassing. But he did have a lights out game against the Bucks. That was pretty badass. He didn't Look, have a guys, lights out game. Jackson, Jackson Mahomes is a douchebag. That's true. Jackson but Mahomes is a bad motherfucker. Let me ask you this. I, let me ask you this. Quarterback in the let league. me let me break down some quarterback shit to you Here guys. O line, D line guys over there that protect us. By the way, we love you and need you dearly. Let me let me break this down. Mahomes has thrown four touchdowns this year out of his ten have been fucking shovel passes. A. B, he's thrown six screen balls for touchdowns, bro. He hasn't even thrown into the teeth of the defense. Tom Brady's throwing the ball corner route, back cone, dig route, touchdown, fucking curls. He's not great, too, but Mahomes is is top three, top five quarterback in the league. Everything he throws is lateral. Oh, come on. Look. I understand. JB doesn't you, like you hate Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and you. I mean, but at the same time, you think like Danny Dimes is a good quarterback. No, so I, don't I said it. he's going to have the comeback season of the year. Uh, well, that shit ain't happening either. <laughs> hey, the three and one though. But look, Mah- three Mah- and one. Even to question Mahomes' greatness at this point, he's just going to get better and better. You know, he is. I mean, he, he, you're looking at a top five, top ten quarterback of all time, and you know you are. Oh, you know fuck you are. no. Oh, fuck no. Definitely he not. ain't even yes. close. Come we on, got, man. We're Everybody gonna... out there in fucking in, in, in radio land listening, help me help you. You know Mahomes is a bad motherfucker. No, I don't. We're going to get into quarterback play oh, later on here, but let me get to Albert, the foreplay. I, I need some video proof. To <laughs> I, I, we're going to break down this every morning from now on starting Monday. Me and me and Matt are going to go at it and break down proof. in the film room every week. Um, I got to get to this foreplay of this. LeBron says put an NBA team in Vegas, Sarah. I think you're asking for fucking basically every single bad scenario to happen that's possible. I'm surprised oh. that Vegas, the Raiders, haven't had more issues. I'm very happy to see that besides the the rugs uh, crash uh, going 180 miles an hour or whatever and kill the person. Um, besides that, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But you have the Raiders. You might as well bring a Vegas NBA team there. Um I don't know what you guys think. Uh, I'm just going to run through these real quick. Drew Brees says he wants to do a Manning cast style of show. Um, me and Matt are going to kill the Manning cast on Monday mornings um, or every morning, for, so you guys know. But I'm just throwing these things out there so you guys can discuss. Uh, Messi announces 2022 World Cup will be his last. 
He makes like fucking astronomical amount of money every year. Uh, Quinn Ewers is back this week for the Red River rivalry game. He's back for Texas. And Draymond Green punches Jordan Poole, but apparently Poole continued to practice without any issues, and now Draymond Green faces discipline. My question to you guys, is Draymond, is this his last year in Golden State, or does he even get through the season before he's traded? And in big news, Le'Veon Bell, after knocking out Adrian Peterson, is going to fight Uriah Hall in the pro boxing debut. I didn't know. Did you watch the fight between him and Adrian Peterson? No, I watched the highlight of him dapping up Adrian Peterson, and it was a hell of a shot. I mean, he definitely knocked the shit out of him. Um, again, I don't know if that makes him a professional fighter. I guess we'll see. As everyone knows, there's a difference between fighting and being a fighter. Um, <laughs> it's a huge fucking difference. My brother, my brother is a fighter, uh, and you know, I think I can get in a fight and defend myself, but not against that fucking animal. Like, that's like one of those, like, don't be mad at me anymore. You were cool. Cause I know he's a, you know, he's a, he is a real fighter. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. It all comes back to like the Jake Paul thing. Like if Jake Paul gets in the ring with a real motherfucker, how's that going to go over? You know what I'm saying? So it's uh it'd be interesting. Would, would you pay, would you pay to watch it? No, I don't even know who Uriah <laughs> Hall is. Either. Hey, I'll watch the highlight and shit on, on social media. <laughs> I, I don't I watch, watch boxing or, or UFC or whatever. I, I think it's, I hate that shit. Um, I want to ask you guys, I got a video to show you, Matt. I want to break this down. It's very, very low volume. I don't know if we can hear it. But basically, this is one of my top two bottom worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I've been saying it for years. But basically, he took offense to a media guy asking him, why his balls continue to get batted at the line of scrimmage. And he, I guess he says to the media guy, give me a couple drills and I'll do them in practice if you can get me to avoid getting the balls batted. And I can come up with 18 right now off the top, but we're not going to get there. some real sensitive shit. This is Baker Mayfield, Sarah. Oh, so sensitive. Question, how giving you any I mean, it's like staying in the pocket. It's finding windows of throw. Can't hear him. Uh, I'll, it's I'll okay. Just, I know what he said. I watched it. Yeah, that's what he said. He basically said, give me some drills, and I can do some things. My thing is, um, there's a lot of things. You know, I can have a PVC pipe. I run at you. I make you use your feet in the pocket, broom and stick. we throw over a broom. I can put a broom there, make you throw over it. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do, but, you know, he is a, he is small, just like Kyler Murray. They're very short stature. And he's a piece sensitive as fuck. And Deshaun, too. I think that it's... So sensitive. Nah, yeah, but Deshaun's, yeah, sensitive-wise, Deshaun's a little bigger than those guys, but but Baker is very sensitive. He can't be asked a question. I was talking about below the belt. Yeah, micropenis, we already know that. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But um, I, I want to play a game with you guys real quick to get this started. We're, we are in the, uh, we're, we're now moving on up. Uh, we are now first down, brought to you by Candidates. CBD.com. Go over to CanadipCBD.com. Get you some dip and some. Use my promo code, Coach JB. Hey, th- those things are fucking dope, by the way. I really like those things. Yeah, I'm going to get you yours for your show. So they're pretty cool. Um, there's no CBD in them, but there's different things. That, some of them help you sleep. Some of them help you have fuel. So it's a little different. Um, I want to play a game with you guys. Imagine this. All right. We're going to play a game. Imagine this. 
this is going to be in the coaching realm of things, and Sarah's going to be, it's going to be right in her wheelhouse along with Matt's wheelhouse, and I'm going to call, we're going to say imagine this. I'm going to put it on the ticker below, and here we go. Imagine this. Lance Lee Bolt to Wisconsin, Gundy to Nebraska, Dion to Georgia Tech, Urban to AM, Malzon back to Auburn, and Scott Frost to UCF, Moore to Colorado, and Rich Rod to Arizona State. Wow. Matt, go ahead and take it. Uh I have a I have a I have a picture yesterday sent to me um, from a very, very prominent Arizona State alum. And the picture shows Scott Frost at practice at Arizona State. He said, if Scott Frost takes the job, I'm walking into the president's office and choke-fucking him. So I am just going to tell you that is what a prominent alum told me last night. Um, I do not see Scott Frost in Arizona State, but I can see him going back to UCF, and I can see Malzahn going oh, back to Auburn. Oh, hell no. I can. I, I think, honestly, I think Dion to the uh, Georgia Tech job is the most realistic, realistic. in my opinion. <laughs> like, if they give him some financial backing and they allow him to hire a staff that he wants and they really put their money where their mouth is, which I know they have dough at Georgia Tech. I know they do. If they put their money where their mouth is at Georgia Tech and they allow Dion to do his thing, he could turn that place into an absolute powerhouse in the ACC. Now, if I'm Florida State, I like Mike Norvell. But I'm not letting I'm not letting Dion go to Georgia Tech if I'm, right. if I'm questionable on my head coach and he's out there and his son's out there and he might be a heck like, come on, dog, that is Mr. Florida State. That's Mr. Seminole. Like, I, I think that that has to be looked at really, really hard if you're the Florida State president and you're the AD and you're down there making decisions because that's something that if he does go to Georgia Tech and it works and you continue to flip coaches at Florida State and you're not reaching – the potential you want to reach, you're going to kick yourself for the rest of your damn life. So the Scott Frost thing to Arizona State, Arizona State, you know, I, I really doubt that Scott hiring Scott Frost and the disaster that he is as a head coach is the right way to go there. Um, <clears throat> I think that they're better off hiring, you know, maybe Mike Norvell if he doesn't end up, you know, at Florida State, he was at Arizona State for a long time. Oh, see there, He's a yeah. Damn good football coach. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, the the Colorado job is interesting. Um, Mike Sanford was the head coach of Western Kentucky back in the day. He's now the intern. If he wins a couple of games, can he, you know, keep things moving in the right direction and they keep him around? I'm going to consult him on Tuesday up in Boulder, watch practice and evaluate everything. So. I don't remember another time when there were this many college coaches fired midseason. Let me ask you this: like, Do you this, like this more? Do you like more? More to Colorado is interesting to me. He was at UCLA. He knows the landscape of the Pac-12. I think he's a hell of a coach. Uh, brings the NFL grit. He's gritty. He's nasty. He gets after his coaches. I like Mike. I like John, uh, Jim Moore. I know the family well. I don't mind that hire in Colorado. Do you? Um, <clears throat> the hire at Colorado's got to deal with a couple of things number one the transfer rules at cu are ridiculously hard like they they have got to change their policy to allow people to transfer in they're on the same level as ivy's and stanford so all they have to do is change the system and people will be able to transfer in at the same rate they do at other places but right now 
they can't get transfers in correctly. So I don't really think it matters who you hire in Boulder until that gets changed. And until they change that fundamentally at the level that it needs to be changed at, it really doesn't matter who the head coach is because they're not playing on the same level as everybody else, bro. And it's it becomes a, a battle where you're just you're you're trying to walk uphill, and it, the the force being pressed down on you is immense. So they've got to change that uh, in Boulder before they can even think about uh, who they're going to hire as the next head coach. Lucky. And as a head coach, why would you want that job if they're going to have that kind of restriction against you? I mean, you're going to know that walking into the interview, right? Like, I know that you guys are already handcuffed. Why would I take this job? Yeah. Sarah, I don't know what you think. I think Malzahn's done the best job at Auburn over the last few coaches. I'll be honest. Um, I I know that's probably – this is the thing. TJ, my former player, is in the chat. He kind of said Auburn couldn't hire him back because they look stupid. But Auburn has a new administration. They have new administration, though, and they have new boosters. They have new people there, too. Because like that's why they hired Harson. So hiring Dre, um, I just don't know. Homeboy home went back to Rutgers. I mean, I know. I mean, why why can't why can't Gus go back to Auburn? Who cares about looking stupid? Go win a football game. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, what about Lane? Would you take Gus Malzahn over Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin's not going to Auburn over Ole Miss. That, that's well, that's what maybe speculated. Yeah, that's just what I've heard. That's a possibility. Yeah, I mean. It, it, Shit, I, I don't know if I'd probably take Lane Kiffin over Gus Malzahn. Yeah, he, he's younger and seems to have the recruiting thing down. But, again, if you're just talking about Malzahn back to Auburn, that might be a really good fit because because he does have roots there and they played for a national title when he was there and he obviously knows what works. So it's just a matter of making it work. Yeah, no doubt. Um Leipold to Wisconsin is interesting because obviously he was in Whitewater. He has those roots up there. He has those ties. So it's very interesting. Um, the trolls are out today in the chat, by the way. We may want to go. Members only. I have no doubt. Uh, yeah, they're fucking. There you go, guys. Um, uh, don't worry about them, Sarah. We'll just go members <laughs> only and say, fuck them. Um, they're all bitch made cats. Kidding. That's what they don't get. Um, so. I don't know. I like more to Colorado, though, man. I actually do. I actually do like more to Colorado. Um, interesting to say the least. I don't know. I like that. I like that deal. Um, how about Rich Rod to Arizona State? No. Rich way. Rodriguez to Arizona State, man. There's no way. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Not not everything. Just he's been out of the light for so long. Looking at it. And I said this to a couple of buddies I was talking to yesterday, but if you're if you're a coach these days, like doesn't really know how to use social media and doesn't have any any like relevance online, and people don't these kids don't know who he is. If I say who's Rich Rod in my gym, and one of the kids is like who he he can't be a head coach at the at the at this level yeah, anymore. I and I know right. that's a dumb requirement, but I'm telling you, these kids are like. They're immersed in this shit, and they know more than you think they do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's important to them, and it's in, it's important to spearhead, you know, kind of the recruiting process and the, you know, getting to know you process. And, hey, coach is cool and shit. It's important to these kids. So acting like it's not is how you suck at recruiting. So 
You know, like I understand Alabama's different. They're an enigma. Saban doesn't need a fucking social media account to be successful. He's fucking Nick Saban. We're talking about building a program from ashes to relevance. You know, Kansas is one thing. Since Leopold got that job, the amount of social media pressure that they send the kids in my program, I am retweeting something about Kansas football and what they sent to my guys 10 times a fucking week. So on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, they're just sending good luck in the game. You're going to look good in fucking blue and red. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk, blah, 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 blah. You know how recruiting letters go, coach. Nah, so, no doubt. But they, they are fucking, in, they are just fucking innovating the kids with all this information. And right. it works, man. They, they like it. Like, the, the kids like that kind of shit. Nah, no doubt. Uh, I want to take, I want to bring up something to you, man. You played in the league. Uh, I had a cup of tea. I've been watching it for a long time. Everyone's talking about the players now how fast they are and shit. And I'm like, well, I still haven't seen Dion. I haven't seen Bo Jackson. I still haven't seen an Eric Dickerson. I haven't seen a fucking Daryl Green. I haven't seen a Ron Brown. But everybody's faster. So I want to bring up my top 10 fastest NFL players that I have personally ever seen, either in person, coached, or witnessed. Um, And I'm going to put it on the ticker. I want to talk about our fastest players. And I'm going to put a current guy in there, a couple current guys in there, or recent guys in there. It's on the ticker below. Uh, The fastest guys I've ever seen are Deion, Bo Jackson. Ron Brown was the NFL's fastest man many years for the Los Angeles Rams. Daryl Green was unbelievable. Michael Vick was just uh, ridiculous. Eric Dickerson for 6'2", 230-pound guy. You don't even know how fast he was. OJ was unbelievable. Randy Moss was a freak. Herschel Walker was another one, him and Bo Jackson, and then Tyree Kill I'm going to throw in there just because of a game-changing ability and how he fast fly. he accelerates. Oh, yeah. Uh, where do you stand with those 10 right there? I mean, that's a damn good list. I think the fastest human I've ever seen uh, start to finish is Michael Vick. I mean, he, he's just – it's unbelievable watching him run the way he did, uh, the way that he could accelerate from – I didn't think he could go any faster to hyperspeed. Um He's up there on that list. Daryl Green's up there on that list. Uh, you know, DK Metcalf really showed me something last year when he when he hawked uh, the the Arizona safety, the ability to just to stretch the field and run him down and really accelerate on top of acceleration. Um, and, but when it comes down to it, you can't say speed without Deion Sanders. Like primetime. What about Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson flies. I mean, he's no doubt he's one of the fastest players to ever play in this league. Um, but again, you can't set, you can't say the word speed without primetime. And that's just what it is. And primetime set a different, a different standard when it came to running. And I don't know if we ever saw him go full speed, full speed. He never had to. But let me like let his, me break something down. I see all the chat going crazy about all these guys. The, the, the chat's going crazy mentioning all these guys. They're mentioning guys that are nobodies. Just because you ran a 40 in shorts, motherfucker, the guys I mentioned are legitimate, bona fide players. Like, they did it in games. Not What about T.O.? 
T.O.'s one of T.O. could fly, no doubt. Right. And, and somebody asked a question. I'm wondering if these guys could do it now. T.O. just ran 4-5, or five, bro, at 45 yeah. years old. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they could do it. we don't mention someone doesn't mean we're hating on them. We just didn't mention that guy. But, but, him and we'll but talk about Devin it. Hester, I think Devin, Devin Hester, Hester is a fucking yes. animal. But John Ross. Probably, probably the best special teams player. Pure special teams player that's ever played is Devin Hester. Yeah, but yeah, John he's Ross, my, one of my favorites. John Ross ran four two, but he hasn't fucking done anything in the NFL. I coached John Ross in Long Beach. I know who he is. He's not fucking good in the NFL though, so I'm not gonna put him on a list if he's just a fucking track guy. He needs I to mean, play. I mean, like Ted, Ted Ginn is the guy that you have to throw on. Yeah, there. Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn just is like a Ted Ginn runs by you, and he sounds fast when he runs by. It's crazy. So, look, the amount of fast guys is through the roof. There's tons of fast guys. There's very few fast guys that are also game changers on top of it. So, you know, it's – it's, and when we say very few, there's still a lot of them. Yeah. And we're going to forget a guy every now and then and remind yeah. us. Yeah. You know, just throwing venom at it like we're yeah. downplaying somebody because we didn't mention them is ridiculous. Yeah, just like, mention them and we'll talk about them. Like Haters. Marcus Dupree, I, I agree. Marcus Dupree, Dupree was a freak. But Dar- Darren Sproles, I actually played with. Uh, Darren Sproles was quick. He wasn't anywhere near as fast as any of these guys on this list, by the way. So I don't think you understand the difference between fast and quick. There's a fucking huge difference. Some of these guys, oh, like like greatest and best, kinda, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I don't agree <laughs> with your greatest and best thing. I kind of agree with like <laughs> results and projection. That's kind of what your greatest and best means. But we all no. projected talent and. Like, you cannot argue freaking Tom Brady is the greatest, but he's not the best. Michael Vick was better than Tom Brady if he had a, yeah, better, better. That's not a good analogy. That's not a good analogy. Talent versus longevity. You can't use that best and better analogy. That's why Matt went crazy, Michael Vick and Tom Brady are not even on the same scale. You you can't use that analogy. Because one's better than one's greater you can't use that analogy it doesn't make sense you have to use oh, like no. you it's have just, to use skill set randy, okay randy moss you got yeah you randy gotta use, moss you gotta use another terminology and jerry rice you can't say that it doesn't make sense you gotta say yes. skill set you gotta no. say skill set it's not skill set it's best oh, and greater randy who's moss, the greater jerry rice. but he was jerry better rice is the best football player that's ever played he was better position. Who is better? Who's better? It's just wrong. It's wrong. Who's better? Who's better? The greatest is Jerry Rice. Yeah. But the best was not. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it it makes perfect sense. sense. No, it doesn't. Oh my god, it does. Sarah, your Matt used the wrong analogy that night on spaces and you've kept it in your brain. That's not the right analogy. I have a brain of my own, and I'm telling you, it's an analogy that everybody uses. No, it's that not everybody. Fucking IQ. No, it's not. Two I've football never. guys okay. don't use it. Never. Why? It's not everybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm being serious. No, I just I totally disagree with you 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. That's fine. I agree, John. I think Sarah's had too much of the damn uh, tequila drink, so I appreciate it. 
Sarah, pour another one. Um, Thank you, Michael. Greatest and best, more talented or better, longevity-wise. I mean, Tom Brady had the Michael best Vick career. Better at, than Tom Brady is. He was like more talented. Most, he was more talented. No, he's. He, he may be a better uh, athlete. That is right, it. right. He's a better athlete, but he, that but doesn't he make wasn't him a the greatest. In any regard, but he what? Okay, how do you argue that then? That, if he had a that, career in the NFL, that's just how I argue it. Right? Do you not think that if he had a career in the NFL and things didn't happen the way they turned out, he wouldn't be in the mention? Well, he did have. He was the first overall pick and had an unbelievable career. And right, he had, but he had, it was kind of cut short, was it not? He didn't have. Hold on, are you insinuating that Michael Vick didn't have the same opportunity that Tom Brady had? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if things didn't work out in his personal life the way they did for him, do you not think that things would be a little bit different if he had a longer career? Could you compare? No, I mean he played for over ten years and he never made the Super Bowl, so. Regardless also, of what happened in his personal life, no, I, I don't think that it's even comparable. I think Michael think Vick is talented? a great athlete that played quarterback and was good for highlights. But Tom Brady rewrote how to play the quarterback position, period. So, like, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Michael Vick is is, but he's is just a kind of a guy. He's a guy. Tom Brady can't run. I don't know who gives a shit. Michael who, Vick. Michael name me Vick a quarterback who can quarterback run and won a Super Bowl. Come on. You, you can't. Michael Vick and Tom Brady, it's not even a reasonable, like, conversation. It's ridiculous. Like, okay. Tom Patrick Brady Mahomes. is fucking Patrick Mahomes. Michael Vick is just a guy. So who's better, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Then who's greater? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. But if Patrick Mahomes has a career and it's longer, then would it be greater? If, if, no. Tom, if Patrick Mahomes goes for, like, eight Super Bowls and 11 tries and... John and Elway. Like, so who's better than John Elway? Who's better than John Elway? I'm just saying the greats. If you compare the greats, you're you're, com- you're using the wrong terminology. I know what you're saying. Oh my god! You're like, not. It, it, you're not great, making sense. The same thing with me. No, but for me they're not because one's better and one can be greater. Well, no, they can't. Yeah, yes, they can. It's, it's an oxymoron. It can't. It isn't. You can be more talented than somebody who's say that. Great. Say more talented. Don't say better and greater. You have more potential, though. maybe, but potential doesn't mean shit. But if that makes you better, though. No, if you are more talented, not. then you are better. Potential better means end result. No, it doesn't. Better is end result. result. No, the greatest is end result. No. Better is a package of more talent. Let me ask you something real quick. Let me ask you something. <laughs> the greatest player of all time, let's say he retires today, whoever it is, whoever it is, and right. then tomorrow Matt retires and you call him the best. He mean, You just said he's better than the greatest ever that retired yesterday. It makes Not zero the, the sense. Greatest, yes. No, Makes zero doesn't. sense. Yes, the best means the best. The best. I just broke it down to you. There's thing. no better than that. Like we just okay, broke Michael it down. Jordan. Michael Jordan is the greatest, right? Best. He's the greatest. The, the fucking best. greatest. He's the yes. goat. But was d- it? Does LeBron have more talent? I don't know. I don't think he's. No. I don't think so. LeBron's not better than 
than Michael in any way. So LeBron has more talent than Michael. Michael had to oh work harder. God. It. No, he doesn't. I'm not saying that Michael Jordan isn't the best. He's the fucking best, right? He the He's best. the greatest. I but agree. LeBron had more talent and he didn't have to work as hard as Michael Jordan. Oh my god. No. All right, let's move on amicably. Um, let, no, it's not. But Sarah, I know what Sarah's saying. Everybody relax. Uh, Talent versus accomplishments. Exactly. Then you see, you should say that because better and best is not working out. But we'll get there. I'm going to say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Keep drinking, um, everybody. Keep drinking. Um Sarah is sexy when she gets heated, Josh. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Um, we could not be on ESPN. It would be great. This is much better than fucking any ESPN show, by the way, though. Um, you don't want to go on ESPN. Fuck them. No, I don't. Um, let's break down some college games while I have you. Since Sarah's here, um, we got the football game to break down tonight because we're going to teach Sarah NFL football as we get this show throughout the days and weeks coming up ahead. But I want to break down UCLA, Utah. Utah's minus four. Uh, Cameron Rising at Utah will be traveling to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA. This is the first test since they failed to stop Anthony Richardson in the fucking famous spin-out throw uh, of the season. Fun fact about Utah, they are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 road games when they are the team that lost to finish winning a or having a winning record. Um, assume Florida can finish with a winning record. I don't know if Florida finishes with a winning record. I think it hurts Utah if Florida doesn't like, win out, which they're not. Uh, I don't think Utah can even get in the playoff if they win out. But I do know this. UCLA's coming off 500-yard offensive performance, and they're 5-0 and for the first time since 13. Uh, they're on an eight-game win streak, and they're averaging 44.4 points a game. Um, Utah leads the Pac-12 in total defense, second in the nation in pass defense. However, they did give up 283 yards on the ground to Florida. If the Bruins can run the football on Utah's defense, it is a recipe for winning. What are your thoughts on this game, Sarah, Matt? Um, Utah-UCLA is probably the biggest game on the West Coast in quite some time. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? Um, Sarah, you can go first. I want Utah to win. Okay. Why? Um, huh? Why? Because I think that they should have won the game against Florida. I think that was definitely an officiating issue there, more so than play, uh, more so than a talented team or whatever. So I want to see them win. I want to see Utah finish big this season. See, and I – look, Utah's good. Their defense is real, and this is a huge test for UCLA. This is a relevancy test. Last week, UCLA answered the bell and – you know, they held on in that game. Washington made a furious comeback. They just ran out of possessions. Um, UCLA showed me something last week. Thompson Robinson's real. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, but this is another litmus test for them. Utah's no joke. They'll hit you in the mouth. So the, the winner of this game puts themselves in position to be one of the two uh, representatives right. in the Pac-12 title game. So this is going to be a dogfight for sure, man. And it's in L.A. or Salt Lake? It's in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, so it, it being in L.A., I'm going to take UCLA at home. I think that UCLA and SC are on a collision course to finish undefeated and play each other at the end of the year. I think that would be really dope. You know the thing about it is, uh, 
I don't know if the Rose Bowl is a fucking home field advantage for anybody at all when you only get 20000 in your game, and Utah at least would be packed. Uh, yeah, I, well, they, they need to build an on-campus stadium for UCLA, like 50000 deep. So, and, does, and UC, so like, does SC. All of them do. Yeah. The West Coast that, well, is, you know, you know how it is. SC is, SC, yeah, you're probably right. SC is, the, it's kind of a shithole, even though it's historically relevant. It's not really like... It's not that cool. I mean, let's be real. Nah, it's fucking old, decrepit, it's shitty. Yeah. It's in the right. hood. But it's in if South people Central. People go to their games, they might invest in that, but nobody goes to their fucking games. Well, just, it's not a I, culture. Look at like what happened to the to the U when they when they blew up the Orange Bowl and they started making that team play at Miami Dolphin Stadium, like that place, it doesn't it, it just not sucks the for the team. Right. So that that was a really that was like a knife in the heart. So you got to be careful that you don't do that to USC. But UCLA, no one even goes to the fucking games anyway. So they really need to look at that. But USC could – it might be might hurt them a little bit too. I don't know. I mean, SC at least can walk to the Coliseum from the from their fat facility. Yeah, it's, like, like it's across the street. Ten-minute walk, yeah. Uh, yeah. UCLA, it's a two-hour drive in fucking L.A. traffic to go from yeah, fucking fuck Westwood that, to fucking I'm not trying Pasadena. to go do that shit. Who's trying to do that? No one. Um College game day is coming to Lawrence fucking Kansas for the first time. They play TCU. We'll try to do what Duke and Iowa State could not do, and that's upset the party in Lawrence. Uh, the Jayhawks are 5-0 and for the first time since 9 Mangino era, and that was also the last time they were ranked. Although Lance Leopold's first season at KU um, last year wasn't a great one, it was a rebuilding one, and they surprised the likes of Texas and some other, other squads. Um, TCU has been a, arguably one of the most impressive teams in the country, led by Sonny Dykes, who came over first year. Both teams undefeated, ranked 17th and 19th. TCU has the offense rolling after beating Oklahoma in a blowout we talked about yesterday. They're putting up video game numbers, it seems. Uh, the mm-hmm. running game is averaging seven yards a carry. Um, the Horn Frogs, by the way, are the only college That's offense um, with more yards per game than Tennessee. Um, interesting fact for Sarah. So, they have also what was the what was the, what was the uh, miles per hour for the receivers? Oh, that uh, Zach had said wasn't it like twenty one miles per hour? Twenty two. Holy crap! Yeah, and the only one faster Moving. is the Alabama running back. The Alabama running back is the fastest in the country, apparently. So, um, them boys are fast. Yeah. So I don't know. And TCU's only turned the football over one time. By the way. KU has only also turned it over one time. That is impressive. One turnover, five games. Two turnovers between two teams. KU and TCU does it, but not Tennessee, right? Two, huh? I said, is it only impressive when your teams do it, but not Tennessee? I don't have teams. That's the difference between me and you. I don't have teams. I don't give a fuck. I got players everywhere. And Tennessee's turned the ball over many more times than one. What? Tennessee's turned the ball over one time only? Have, no, I'm talking about their quarterback. Uh, what about? I'm not talking about them. I uh, said the team has only turned the ball over one time. Okay, their team has only turned the ball over one time all season, five games. All season, KU and and TCU yeah. both. Okay, so they have two turnovers between both teams combined, which is kind of impressive. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy actually uh, in the coaching world. Kansas coming off a, a subpar performance against an Iowa State, gritty Iowa State team where they only allowed 26 yards rushing. Uh, TCU's a minus 7.5, Sarah. Coming back to Lawrence, game day, what do you think? 
I think TCU wins. Ooh, yeah, this is. Uh... I don't think Kansas is going to win another game. Oh, I do for real. Look at their look at who they're playing now. Conference play versus who they've played before conference play, and average those teams versus Damn. the teams that they didn't play. For real, I'm I'm not trying. I'm just saying. I, I hear you. So you're telling stats. me you think Oklahoma's going to beat KU? Fuck no. We'll see. I, I don't think Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma wins another game. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't. I cannot bank on KU yet. I mean, so, we, so if look, nobody can beat this game. If they beat TCU, then absolutely, I'm like, that's why. That's what I told you from the beginning. Whoever wins this game is a tell-all for the Big Twelve. That I think they could actually win the Big Twelve. But it really depends on if Kansas can actually pull it together for this game. Because I think TCU is the real deal. Kansas hasn't shown you enough right now to give you confidence? No, they haven't played anybody big. Oh, what? They haven't played anybody ranked. They, they, I, I mean, they were 3-27 and 27 before this year. They're 5-0 and 0 right now. They, Matt Campbell's Iowa State team is always a, you beat that team and you play good football. But I, they didn't beat that team. Their yeah, kicker. They, just beat, they beat them last week. Correct. But their kicker missed three field goals. If yeah, he but, didn't miss three field goals, would they have still won? Again, again, you're, you're splitting hairs here. Who won? And going on the road at Houston is a big time win for that program. The West Virginia win was a big time win for I'm saying like they've impressed the shit out of me. TCU has also impressed the shit out of me. They were three wins last year. They were three and nine or something. Um, I, the, their quarterback has stepped in and done a great job. They they didn't feel the transfer of that kid that went to Ole Miss, uh, the back who was excellent. He left. Right. They haven't felt that at all. So, look, th- this is a huge game for both schools. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas at home. I think that, that just the atmosphere in Lawrence and the way he's got his guys rolling – it's going to be a high-scoring, you know, barn burner of a game, and I'm going to take the Jayhawks. So, I, is I, the atmosphere hard in Lawrence? Because I've only went when their football games were five dollars, and they no, didn't play anybody, and they not, never it's lost. Not, it's not intimidating at all. It, it, it's it's the most it's been though in 10, 15 years because it's packed now, and it yeah, only holds tickets are sixty true, bucks. It, it only holds like right. fifty thousand. So, I mean, like forty thousand. Uh, hey, man. I, I'm always man. I hate I hate to shit on somebody while they're up. And KU, if you're a coach and you've been around the game like me and Matt have, when you watch certain intangibles that are happening with this team, KU is actually on all facets of the football, like special teams, offense, defense. They've won in every possible scenario you can win in a college football game: shootout, a low-scoring game, a comeback from behind, twenty-one point game. They've won in every facet. They have to do some. They have to be somewhat of a good team. I'm I'm believing in what it is. I know Zach clowned me because I'm Lance's boy. I know Lance well. Um, but this is a good football team, and when you have a good trigger man like they do, they're going to be in every football game. They have a legitimate quarterback in KU right now, and they have a opportunity to uh, to win out. I mean, as fucking crazy as it sounds, I'm just telling you, like this team, Oklahoma State is the only team in my opinion that has the Another opportunity to win out. So uh, Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big 12. They're fucking loaded. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, it is what it is. Uh, before Matt gets out of here, he's got to go. I want to get into something real quick. Um, ahead of this Red River rivalry game, 
Um, I want to talk to you about, and you and Sarah, what are the best rivalries in today's college landscape? Because we know the landscape's changed. We know there's no more favorites of kids picking schools anymore. There's no more, my mom went here, I'm going to go there. My dad went here, I'm going to go there. Um, Tennessee, a.k.a. the third Saturday in October, have the potential to get back to the national stage when they play Alabama. But... uh, List of the great That's college football tradition. rivalries. That's tradition. That's not like rivalry. It's just yeah, tradition. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alabama-Auburn, it was Iron Bowl. Alabama leads the all-time series 48-37-1. and one. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan leads 59-51-6. and six. Oklahoma-Texas, it's 62-50. Texas leads. Uh, USC-Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame leads at 48-36. Georgia, Florida, world's largest cocktail party. Georgia leads 54 to 44. Miami, Florida State, 35 31. Miami leads that one. And then Florida, Florida State, uh, Florida State, uh, Florida leads that one, 37 26. And Cal Stanford, I don't think anyone cares anymore, but Cal, uh, Stanford leads 65 48. And then you have games like Pitt, West Virginia, Texas, Texas AM. Oregon, Oregon State, BYU, Utah, UCLA, USC, Alabama, Tennessee, like I said, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. What is the most uh, Colorado, Colorado State, obviously? You got Clemson, South Carolina. You got a lot of other ones. Army, Navy's as big as it gets, regardless of what we think. Um, what do you guys think is the new big rivalry? And is there even such a thing? I don't believe there is such a thing as a rivalry at all anymore. I mean, I, I like the rivalries in college football. It's my favorite part about college football. It was when I was a kid. It sucks that it's been so commercialized and just kind of, it's just kind of is what it is now. But I'm a blue blood type, Iron Bowl, you know, the, the Michigan Ohio State, when they're both good, it's fucking doesn't get better than that. Right. Uh, U, Utah BYU is a great rivalry series that's regional for me. Those two teams hate each other. That's always a great game out out this way. UCLA, USC. I love that they play home jerseys against home jerseys. That's all you know. It's you know it's Thanksgiving if you're watching that game. Um, I I miss my old rivalry, Colorado Nebraska. That was all. That's what I grew up with. You know, Thanksgiving time my entire life. That's gone. Colorado or uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma's gone. Bedlam. I mean, they're getting rid of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That that's fucking terrible. That's yeah. gone. Texas and Texas A and M don't play anymore. Although they're going to reignite that rivalry here. Mm-hmm. Pitt and West Virginia. That was a great rivalry for many years. That they just played again this year, but that's dead. Um, you know, it's these rivalry games are important to the universities and to the mm-hmm. players. Uh, the players remember these rivalries forever. I mean, there's there's guys that, you know, for example, I coach a 12-year-old team with my boy Joel Dreesen. Joel and I, would, Joel played for 12 years in the league, played at Colorado State. We were in the same high school class together. I went to CU, he went to CSU. And we still talk junk about our rivalry games, like on, almost on a daily basis. So these games are important, and you're it's – it's weird, and it's all, it's all always weird to hear, you know, the way players talk about rivalries and, and what they consider a rivalry and what they don't. There's some fans that don't think some rivalries are relevant, and there's some players that think, like, minimal rivalries are the most important thing on earth. So whatever you have to do to get up for the game, I'm with these days. 
Do you know which one I really miss is KU Mizzou? Yeah, that was a great rivalry game. Great rivalry game. It makes me so sad that they just don't. I thought they were going to play again. Like, did they not announce like a special I mean, conference I, thing? I think that it would be really smart of all these conferences and teams. Like, for example, rather than playing a bunch of nobodies in the in the preseason, have Nebraska play Colorado and Oklahoma every year, and see if that and the, those rivalries will spark back up real fucking quick. right. From a recruiting standpoint, too, you'll be recruiting the same kids, mm-hmm. which is what really plays into the rivalry base. Play West Virginia, Pittsburgh every single year at the beginning of the year. If Bedlam's going to go away, Oklahoma plays Nebraska and call and uh, and Oklahoma State every year in the preseason. I mean, come on, that UCLA and USC are going to leave the Pac-12. Have them start playing three Pac-12 schools a year to start the year every year before they play their Big Ten schedule. Make the big time schools play big time schedules and then you'll get these rivalry games back. But as long as Michigan gets to play Colorado State, UConn, and fucking Hawaii to start the year, I mean, it, it, come on. It, it, play play a relevant schedule and you'll get rivalry games back. I, I don't know if there's rivalries ever going to be, if they're ever going to come back. Just for the fact that the way recruiting is, the portal, kids leaving school after school after school, that tells you they're not really going to that school anyway. They don't give a fuck about a rivalry, and they sure don't know Did anything. Did you see that SMU story I sent you? Yeah, so I have it right here. I want to talk to you real quick before that, and then I want to get your NFL pick of the night for the night's game and get you out of here. You got to go. Uh, Look at this crazy shit. 20 players, apparently. So, 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 Matt, I've been talking about this on the old Slapdick podcast and all these podcasts. First of all, it started with let's sit out the bowl game, which I am totally against. I think you're just a cowardly bitch who sits out on play. your brothers. Uh, I can't yes. stand it. I just think it's soft as fuck. I don't you're care. You're there to play football. Play football. Play football, man. I mean, fuck. You're going to get hurt anyway. Uh, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get fucking hurt. It's just inevitable. Um, I Now we're doing this shit. Like, when are these administrators and the people that run this thing or the parents of your fucking kids going to say, you know what, enough is a fucking enough. I just don't understand. Now we're sitting out for the portal, Matt. What is going on? I mean, I think this is disgusting. Just to, if you had a bad game, they lost to UCF last night, and then to have this come out today that, you know, we're not going to play the rest of the year, we're not going to play for this coach, and we're just going to sit out and go to the transfer portal. Look, college guys, you're not as good as you think you are. None of you. This is the prime of your football career for 99.9% of you. You need to really look at what you're doing and understand that the best opportunity you have to be successful is where you're at right now and the opportunity you're in right now. You need to maximize that because honestly, why would any other coach want to take a chance on you if you're going to act like this, number one? I mean, coaches aren't just – you think they're not going to pick up the phone and call SMU? Garnet Justice is the offensive line coach at SMU. Unbelievably good coach. Great with his kids. If one of his offensive linemen quits on him midseason after a tough loss and just says, I'm not going to play anymore this year, I'm just going to go to the transfer portal – you think Coach Justice is going to pick up the phone and leave a rave review for this kid while he competes with the other 7,000 kids in the transfer portal for a job? Fuck no. So, like, I'm telling you, kids, man, you're not as good as you think you are, but you're damn sure not as bad as you think you are either. You just work for it and put down all the ego 
and just start maximizing every minute of every day and you'll get better. And then you've got to struggle through adversity in football. You can't run to the portal every time something happens. Like if, if the NCAA or somebody, somebody has got to step in and make it harder to transfer than this. Because that, that a coward transfer is not transferring. It's quitting and saying you're transferring. Let's be real. There's a huge difference between transferring and quitting. No doubt. Uh, I mean, I think 99% of the transfer portals are quitters. That's why there's 7,000 of them sitting in there, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm if saying. You're, look, if you're a graduate transfer or you got NIL money or you got a legit better opportunity to go somewhere else, then transfer. That's your right. But if you're just transferring because coaches mean or it was too hard or football's hard and it's hot and you don't want to do the work, then, bro, you're going to watch everybody else play. You're a fucking fan. You shouldn't have been playing in the first place. I'm going to tell you like this. If there, if there was only like 200 portal kids and they're all grad transfers, I could see. Do something different. 7,000? Yep. That's a fucking pandemic, bro. It's, an, it's, a, it's a problem, bro. That's it's an a epidemic. That's, it's not massive COVID. Problem. It's not COVID. It's that. So No, it's a massive fucking problem. Yeah. Massive. Um, hey, man, I appreciate you coming in here today. Um, Amen, I'll, brother. I'll check you out tomorrow. I know you got to get out of here. And then, like I said, we'll uh, we'll blow this thing up Monday on the wake-up show. So yeah, take, I appreciate take you. Take the under tonight. Broncos and the under. Broncos and the under. Uh, I'm going to take Broncos, man, because after the debacle against the, the Raiders, I got to take Broncos too. But both of these teams are fucking shitty. So Yeah, they both suck. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate you. Peace. Peace. Um. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. Sarah, we're going to get your fucking NFL picks, and we're going to talk about some fucking quarterback play in the NFL here in a minute. We're going to force you to learn NFL football. Um, make sure you guys head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Go get you some merch right there. Me and Sarah's beautiful faces right there on a mug, on a hoodie, on a shirt, on a hat, whatever it is. Go grab you something. CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. Um, I'm going to go refill some ice, Sarah, because i got to make another drink dealing with your takes. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break. Two minutes. Make sure you stay on task. Don't go anywhere. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member today. I'm telling you, we're going to go on members. And we got a Discord coming, so stay tuned for that. We'll be back in about three minutes. Peace. But what do I know when I talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is, watering down college football? But what do I know when I say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone? Have I not said it on this show? Did I not say it just a couple days ago? Did I not do a video on Twitter about it? Did I not talk about it on my shows here? And people just, nah, coach, hell no. Really? So, Appalachian State goes into A&M, $40 million booster-loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at, at Appalach uh, Appalachian State, makes $425K a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four-star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 
56 four or five star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. 40 $125,000 the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe $100K. Maybe $100K. Maybe $100K. Maybe $100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? Forty-five, fifty. You know A&M's quarterback coach makes $325,000, almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves to not have themselves even mentioned with the Texas A&M when it comes to going to their fucking house and beating them in a low-scoring affair when they just scored 61 points on North Carolina Another Power 5 team. So now Appalachian State can show that they can score 60 on you in a Power 5 school, and they can show they can beat you, a higher-ranked team, in a low-scoring affair. But what do I know? (laughs) 56 four- and five-star players. Appalachian State has one. And by the way, Bruce Helms, they did it to Michigan in 2007. They weren't even a Division I team yet. I hope you do know that. They were an FCS school at the time they beat Michigan. So, but what do I know? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm back. I'm back. I topped off my drink. Uh, Sarah will be back in a second. Um We got all these fucking bots in here, man. Unbelievable. Um, Cheers to everybody, man, on this Thirsty Thursday. If you're not drinking, you're just a bitch-made cat. Um, Make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some bitch-made cat gear. We got it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, You can get you a bitch-made cat hat. You can get you a bitch-made cat tee. Don't be a bitch-made cat, by the way. Um, So you can do all those things. We're headed to the third and long segment of this show. Brought to you by CanadipsCBD.com. Check it out. Canadips sent me some new shit. Order it today. Get me on the... I want to win the fucking... uh, There's like a contest. I need to win it. Go get you something. Send me an email that you bought it. Or a DM. And I will put you down to win the prize at the end of the season. So go check it out. Sarah, are you good? I'm good. I got a buddy. <laughs> He's barking at our neighbor. Oh, yeah. Come on, buddy. Welcome to my world. Um, <laughs> okay, let's break down this better and best shit. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. The best is, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know the term I want to use. Um, when you say best, I, I think it's absolute. That means it's like a proven fact. You were the best. When, when we say No, greater. Are you talking about greater versus best? Yeah, or best versus better, whatever you were saying. Right. Greatest is accomplishments and your, like, merits. Like, but better means 
over a short period of time, like your talent, like, you know, it's different. Yeah, but... But even the definition is different. Greater and best are not the same definition in the dictionary. I understand. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Best means it is an it is absolute. It happened. It is guaranteed. It's a definition of what the best is. Best means you've accomplished it. It is stamped. You're the best no. ever. So... Greatness is a measure of the merits and achievements over a complete career, while best is a perishable that has to be related to a certain time period. Right. That means it's a projection. That means we don't know. The best means it is done already. You're the best to ever do it. What? Yes, the definition oh, for best. Oh, my God. Sarah, okay, fucking when you, Matthew when you, Stafford. You say it all the time with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, if he hadn't but, left, he would be the fucking best or whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, the best. It's the same argument. Yeah, it would be the best. The best means... But he's not the fucking greatest. But the best is the absolute. It's already been proven. I said Matthew <sighs> Stafford would be the best if he was with another team. See what I'm saying? Like... He was horrible, so I can't say he's the best. The best means he's already... So right now, who is the best quarterback to ever walk? It's hard to fucking... You can't compare quarterbacks. That's so hard. Well, I'm just saying, if we want to go by what the definition is... The greatest is, quarterback is Tom Brady. Okay. He's the greatest, but he was not the best. Okay. So, the best is Tom Brady because he has the most rings right now. It oh, is the That's not best. the definition. The greatest yeah, is. is your I'm achievements and accomplishments. When you use the word best, it means absolute. When you no. use better, it means relative. We don't know. No. Better is a better is a is a is a, an opinion. We think he's better. The best right. means it is absolute. It's already happened. No, that's the greatest. No, that's it's, the definition yeah. I just fucking read. Is greatest goes by your achievements. Greatest, Tom Brady has the most Super Bowl rings. Blah, blah, blah. He wins. Blah, blah, blah. But he's not the fucking best. What does that say right there? Dude, I have it right here. I just read you the fucking difference. What, why is it? What does it say right here? When you're the best. JB, I'm being fucking serious. Absolutely. It says, what's the difference between great and better. And I just fucking read That's greatness is a measure of the merits and achievements over a complete career. While best is a perishable that has to be related to a certain time period. Okay. You are trying to say something that you're saying the wrong shit with. You're trying to say someone just fucking read it. No. I'm not the wrong no, shit. what I'm it's telling you is no. I'm not worried about the definition. I'm talking about how you're trying to convey what you mean. What you're trying to say is someone is the most talented versus someone that is actually getting it done. We have a lot of guys that are more talented than the guy that's actually winning, but that doesn't right, mean they're, they're the best. Better. They're more talented. Oh my God, JB. Michael Vick is a more talented player than Mike than Tom Brady. If he would have applied himself and went to practice and studied film and did all the shit, he could have been the greatest. But he's he didn't still, do that shit. He's still not going to be the greatest. Sorry. Okay. okay. He's more talented. So, uh, that doesn't mean he's going to be better than Tom Brady. Look that Tom Brady has had yeah. to have. But it doesn't mean right. Michael Vick was going to be better than Tom Brady because he's more talented. Lamar Let's Jackson is the most talented. Lamar Jackson's the most talented right now. Doesn't mean he's the best. <laughs>
Lamar Jackson's the most talented quarterback, right? Is Lamar what? Jackson not the most talented quarterback right now? If, if in your opinion, I think Josh Allen is more talented. No, if we're talking, if we're talking, you just said Michael Vick was more talented. How can you say that Lamar Jackson's not more closer to Michael Vick <sighs> than Josh? Allen? Are, are we? Com- oh, okay. So we're comparing. No, we're just talking about pure talent, raw talent. Lamar Jackson's off raw. the chart. He's off the chart. Like, okay, and Lamar so Jackson's I also think chart. Josh Allen is, but too. he's not a good quarterback. He's not the best. Michael Vick. Right. Michael Vick was a fucking phenom. That doesn't mean he was very good at quarterback. He had a couple good years. He did a couple good things, but he couldn't sustain it. Because Talent he, and best are not the same thing. Read those definitions. They're not the same fucking thing. Like, okay, let me ask you this. What do you mean? I'm, I'm just saying projection. We can talk about talent all we want. I've coached a lot of talented kids that never fucking played. They never made it. Okay, but Tom Brady has had certain things in his career that are so different, but it doesn't make him the most, like, he's not the best. He's not the most talented. That's what you're trying to say. He's also not the best. He is the best. He is the greatest. Oh, man, I'm done. I'm not going to say it no more. All right, moving on. Um, The best means he's already done it. (laughs) <laughs> no, it doesn't. He has seven rings. He already's been proven to be the best. Right, he's the greatest. He's the best. But all right, um, let me ask you this. So you think he's better than than anybody that's ever played the game? He has the most talent. He is no, better than anybody that's else. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. where you're confused at. Exactly. No, he's the greatest. No, the that's best. where you're confused at. It's not about. I'm not talent. confused. You are confused. It's not I'm about not talent. Um, I'm, I'm not confused. Right. I know what I'm saying. No, you don't, but it's all right. So, okay. let me ask Trust you this. Me. Let me just have, ask you this. I, I know college. what I'm saying. All right, let's go college. What is the best college football job, in Sarah's opinion, right now that is open for hire? Who is the best possible job opening in America? Wisconsin, Nebraska, Arizona State, Colorado, or a future Auburn job? What is the best possible job that's open or will be open at the end of this football season right after Christmas? Well, Auburn, Wisconsin, Nebraska. You think those are the best? Yep. In that order? Yes. Okay. Now, now we just had this conversation. I want to talk about why? Because it's not the same. The rivalries aren't the same. The traditions aren't the same. And the leagues aren't the same. They're changing very, very rapidly. Auburn, to me, isn't a great job anymore. And Alabama's, Why? Beat, Alabama's beating the shit out of the state in recruiting. And it is no longer a... At least Gus Malzahn beat Nick Saban twice. I mean... I haven't seen anyone do that, and, and people are still knocking him for going back to Auburn. I think the motherfucker can go back to Auburn and be all right. But he beat him twice. Who else has beat Saban twice in that league? So I'm just asking. I don't believe Auburn's the job everybody wants like it once was, and that's why I think they settled for Brian fucking Harson. So I don't believe the league is what it was. I don't believe it is what it is, and I think that Wisconsin is a dead doornail. I don't think anyone wants to go up there just because of what the landscape is, Sarah. The landscape is 99% black players playing the game. And it's 80% white coached. 
Who wants to go to minus 48 degree fucking Wisconsin and play in a league that is basically played in the snow three months out of the year? I don't see it. And I just think that cats are either playing south, west, or they're going to go to the big-time school like Ohio State or Michigan. I just think it's losing its lore. That's my personal opinion on Wisconsin. And I think Nebraska's falling right there with it. Um, I think KU's a better gig than Nebraska, personally. And I think it's better than Wisconsin right now. So, having said that, look at the schools, Sarah. Look at Texas. It ain't a school nobody wants to go to like they once did. Either is Miami, Florida, Florida State, or USC. So until that happens, I wouldn't put Auburn in the top. But I'm just curious on why you think Auburn's still in the top other than it's in the SEC. Because, you know, we could argue about that all day too. I think the bottom half of the SEC is shitty just like the bottom half of every league in America is shitty. So why do you think Auburn? Just because of the past or what they can be in the future? What they can be in the future. And they have the past to back that. I mean, good point, but I just don't see, I don't see them. What can they be in the future? As long as Nick Saban's there, there has no future. (laughs) If Nick Saban doesn't continue to win, there's going to be a decline. Yeah, but when? 2030? Well, look at Kirby. He already beat him. Yeah, one time. I would love to, well, I'd love to continue to see what Kirby does. Well, yeah, but he had he, he again. He's every other year. He's inconsistent too. At least Saban is in that shit every year. So well, this year, it's not looking like it because his team's very undisciplined. It's a very different Alabama team than we've seen. And it's ironic, right? Because what do I hate? The portal. What do you get when you get portal kids? Undisciplined, unruly, unknown variables come from other shitty programs. And guess what? One bad apple ruins the whole batch. So I think that is across the America. I bet you if we did a stat and pulled up fucking. Then how come that's not happening at Kansas? Because I told you, Leopold don't use the portal abusively. He uses it accordingly. It's not happening at Tennessee. He uses it accordingly. What is it happening? Unruly, undisciplined kids. You got more criminals on that team, on that roster than anybody in the country. What are you talking about? Who's the criminal? You got a shitbird over there. The receiver Who? from USC is a shitbird. What do you mean? I know him personally. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, man. He hasn't done anything he takes out of everybody. Heupel takes every shitbird in America, just like Scott Frost did, just like fucking Jimbo does. They're all shitty. But Heupel has the heartbeat of the roster. So I take shitbirds, uh, Sarah. I got shitbirds all over the place, but they bought in. They're buying into Heupel. That don't mean they don't have shitbirds. So who, they're not buying into Saban, and that's a big problem. He has the history. To say that is a very, very uh, daunting uh, term to say they're not buying then into Then what's him. going on? I mean, they've had five games. I mean, I, let's, let's say that at the end of the year. I mean, I'm sure Nick Saban will cut a kid in a heartbeat if there's really, really a cancer, cancerous situation. I don't, I don't see... This just unfolding on Saban and this just ends up retiring him. I think he would have got rid of that shit. You know what I mean? So I think he would leave if that was the case. I agree, but uh, to see all the penalties and stuff with the way they're playing, that's what I'm referring to. I'm not talking to like, oh, he's they're, you know, fighting in the locker room. They're not respecting him. That's not my point at all. I I just don't. I don't. On the field, it's totally different than what we've seen before. Yeah, but the results aren't. 
Uh, so I don't, I, and, and until we I see the know. results being different, I mean, what does it matter? Like, I don't see the results being well, different. Texas held them pretty good, and Texas yeah. should have won that game. One close game. I mean, you guys have been in a few close games. Right. <laughs> so are you so guys undisciplined? Huh? What? Are you guys undisciplined too? That's totally, I'm talking about the penalties. That's what I'm saying. But they haven't lost. So how, how, why are we even caring? Unless they lose, then I can see your point. Like, okay, Nick Saban's losing a step here. We got some undisciplined, unruly shit happening. Alabama's now losing because of it. They haven't lost yet. Until they lose, then I'm just not, I'm not going to buy into he has an undisciplined program all of a sudden. But like I what I will say is. Program. I said they were undisciplined on the field because they've had more penalties than they've had before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but that's happening because of the portal, in my opinion. That The portal is, is, is a bad situation across How do America. you blame the portal? Then why are other teams having these same issues? They all are. If Everyone's having the same issues. What do you mean? Kansas is having the same issues. I just told you they don't use the portal that much. They're, they're, he uses it accordingly. He's not abusing the portal. This is the first. What's your, real- what, how do you how, like this blows my mind about you? How are you weighing in on like, is it your buddies that you're saying they, they utilize the portal accordingly? Because there's other coaches that oh. utilize the portal accordingly and they don't have issues. So why you can't just blame the portal on that? Why not? Who uses the portal accordingly? That's what I'm asking you. I'm telling you who. KU, who? He, he doesn't he builds the culture. He doesn't use the portal like that. That's why but he's he not having the it. portal. That's why he's not having disciplinary issues. That's what I'm answering. You just you just told me Alabama's having disciplinary issues. I said But I did not say it's because of the portal. You did. And I then you're know. saying that some teams I, no don't shit. have these issues because they utilize the portal portal accordingly. And then I said, Well, how do you gauge that? I'm telling you. You said Alabama has issues with discipline, right? Correct. I said it's because on the the, field. Okay. On the field with penalties. No shit. I said this is the first year Saban has really dabbled into the portal. So I said the portal is the reason for it. There is an issue amongst the country with high transfer portal kids. We have an issue with discipline. Now, you said why isn't KU having the issue? I said... He hasn't dabbled in the portal as much. Now, I don't understand why that's so hard to understand. (laughs) KU hasn't dabbled into it as much. You're the only person who has, like, this issue with the portal. Who does it? I said you're the only person who thinks that everybody's having an issue with the portal. I know, because I know better. utilizing the portal. I know, because I know. I actually fucking know. (laughs) I don't fucking know, right? No, you don't. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know about the portal more than me? I'm just curious. Do I know. I'm just trying I to figure it out. I know more about the it. portal than you do, but I have an educated guess on what's going on here. But we can't here. guess. We can't guess on this because this. I got 200 kids playing. Like, we can't guess. I know the facts. The portal is killing college football. And if you don't okay. think that 10 top 25 teams losing last week is an issue then you don't really know what you're saying about the portal. The portal's watered down football. It is it is cancering up college you football. You know that KU has more transfers than Bama does, right? Huh? You know that KU has more transfers than Bama does. You do know that was before Lance got there, right? Lance got <laughs> okay. a quarterback. That's okay, right? I said before Lance got there, they do. 
Lance inherited some portal kids. You know that, right? Right, but he's they're portal kids. That's not Lance's fault. He didn't bring them in. What do you mean? You're tell- you asked me about KU. You asked why I defend KU. You said I know the coach. I told you Lance Leopold's been there two years. He has not fucking abused the portal. It doesn't mean that you can't. You have to stick with what you got. You got portal kids before he got there. Like, okay. I mean, he's stuck with those kids. You can't just cut and them. He's you not gotta, taking any portal kids at all. They're on a scholarship. So you can't just cut them. Right. <laughs> huh? I said, right. But you can't say that he's not abused. Like that's the, that's the argument. So you're saying Nick Saban abuses the portal. No, I, no, I'm not. No. Did you hear me? I said, this is the first year Saban is really fucked with the portal. And you said his, his discipline's on a high. And I said, because of the portal. This is his first year fucking with it. He has more kids out of the portal this year than he has ever fucked with. Dabo Sweeney, he don't fuck with the portal. This is the first year that he's actually lost kids and grabbed a couple. First years, Clemson and Alabama's really fucked with the portal. These other schools have been doing the portal thing. And it's, you can see it. It is cancered up college football landscape in totality because of all the different philosophies and ideologies and shit. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. False. KU took way more transfers last year and Saban only took two. Last year. Are we talking last year or fucking this year? What are we talking about? I just We're told you about your argument. You years. think that it, the portal. Like, what the fuck are we like, talking about? JB, I just said we the quarterback. You hate the transfer. portal, so it's a skewed perception. No, I just it, told you that. I, I just told you that. I knew what he took. I knew what he took okay. last year. We're talking about this year, aren't we? Our conversation, Sarah, is about this year Alabama's team. It's not about last year's team, right? Okay. So you said this year's team is more undisciplined than you have seen a Nick Saban team be, correct? Correct, but you can't say their penalties on the field have to do with the fucking portal. That has no correlation. How does that not have How correlation? does that? They're, that's the way they're playing. So a false fucking starter, their penalties on their players are have to do because, hey. Wait up. You guys came from the portal, so you suck, and that's the reason we're getting penalties. So you're telling me. What? So you're telling me that kids that have been in their program four years are now all of a sudden just going to be assholes in your program? Oh my god! No, I'm I'm Maybe really serious. I'm really serious. This is I'm really what? curious. You're telling me that you don't think Portal Kid become cancers? If, no. Oh, then you don't know football. Sorry. Okay. I'm just I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. If you don't think transfer portal kids are shitbirds, then you really don't know no, what you're talking I don't about. I think there are transfer. There are. Oh, you can't count. I told you, it's not an umbrella. Not all transfers are shitbirds. I know, but you're so then you're why are you umbrelling that? But you're don't pointing out a disciplinary stupid, issue because like literally, don't even go there with me. You're t- you're pointing out a disciplinary issue. I'm okay. pointing out a portal issue that is becoming. So then we need to look at who those penalties are on, like that. You have to evaluate it that way. You can't just umbrella all of this. What do you mean? We know you hate the transfer portal. Like, it's not a big fucking deal. What is it? It's cool to see that there are other kids and other teams winning, and then they're all, like, I mean, who gives a fuck? 
all these other coaches are utilizing the portal. You either get in or you get left behind. It's like that's I don't know why we keep fucking talking about it. Well, you brought up undisciplined. Oh, my God, which had nothing to do with the portal. I said that the team was undisciplined. And I'm telling you, it has to do with the portal. portal. And I'm telling you, it has to do with the portal. We should change the show to fucking JB hates the transfer portal. We can, but I'm telling you, it has to do with the portal. That's what I'm telling you. You said discipline. I brought up portal. That's what it is. Matt McChesney just said there's 7,000 kids in the portal for a reason. You think they're in there because they're all great kids? (laughs) No, they're not. Anyway, moving on from the portal that Sarah loves to talk about, um, and I hate to talk about, the most fascinating game this week is UCLA-Utah on the West Coast. I know Sarah don't like the West Coast, but that is the most meaningful game this week. Tennessee has LSU. I've seen a bunch of Twitter wars going on. Twitter with between LSU and Tennessee. Um I don't know much about this game, Sarah. Is LSU-Tennessee a real rivalry, or is it just a game to get to their each respective rivalries in their season? It's a game. It's just a regular game? LSU and Tennessee? Yeah. I mean, it's a game. But is it a regular game now compared to normal season? Because these two teams have to win. I mean, I don't know. Huh? I said, I don't know, JB. You tell me. What do you mean, do I tell you? I'm asking you. All right. And I already told you my opinion. Like, I mean, we just keep talking about the same shit over and over again. I'm asking about LSU, Tennessee. Oh, man. All right. Listen, it's all right. Listen, hey, everybody, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Wake up show, 6 a.m. I appreciate you guys joining us. Somebody got mad and can't have a conversation. So we're going to move on. I will holler at you guys later. Um, hey, some some people can't handle the truth, dog. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holy shit. Don't ever drink again on a JB show because I can drink with anybody. Come on, Josh. Come on, Oos. Hey, no, nah, I'm good. I'm still here. I'm not going nowhere, dog. I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here. Don't you can't get mad, dog, because the truth. Come on now. You can't have a sports show and debate if you can't have the truth. Come on, man. God damn. Just have just have a drink. Chill out. You can't shut down on a show when you're arguing. Dog, Colin Cowherd and fucking old girl argue all the time. They're the number one show. Come on, man. This could have been a great show. Sarah just entered the transfer portal. Um, we got more trolls though and bots than anything. Um, listen, we're already two hours and a half, two and a half hours in the deal. Um, I'm going to have an after hours in the after party. I'm going to end the audio side. I'll have an after hours right here after party. Join it. I'm going to re- leave the link in the chat. Um, let me get you the link real quick. Boom. The link is in the chat. Join it. I'm going to end the audio side and stay tuned for the after hours and after party. 
Hey, man, shit happens, dog. I love adversity. It makes you stronger. Relax. It's all good. I appreciate you guys. Let's get it cracking in the after hours. Bam. I'll see you in about one minute. Let me enter the, let me end the audio side. Come on in for the after hours, and we got a lot more to talk about. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any... Any type of, uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JV Show. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.